This is the Geek Therapy Podcast. Join Lara Taylor and me, Josue Cardona, as we celebrate how geek culture is saving the world. Currently, we're focusing on a geek therapy library. The library is designed to help fans communicate through their favorite movies, books, and games. It's a resource for therapists, teachers, and parents to find a way to work with or talk about important things through awesome content. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lara. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. It's Mental Health Awareness Month? This happens to me every year. <laughs> I always forget. It sneaks up on me. And once it's May 1st, I, I remember it's Mental Health Awareness Month and I never have anything planned. And this year is no different. <laughs> well, it's only uh, May 2nd. It could be the end of the month. and It, it could be. It could yeah. be. By the time you listen to this, listener, maybe we'll have tons of stuff planned out for Mental Health Awareness Month. Maybe. <laughs> That's if you give but, us any credit at all. but so we're going to at least try to do something for mental health awareness month and so a few things have happened that uh kind of help set that up so today we're going to talk about um a series of uh reactions that we received to last week's episode which are appreciated then we'll go into a further discussion into the different mental health professions so this will be a slightly educational one and while we're doing that we can talk about different representations of them in the media and at the end, if we have time, there's an email I want to cover. So a lot of, lot of feedback here. Lots and lots of right. feedback. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we, we received a reaction from Helpful Counselor on Twitter. Her tag is at Helpful Counsel. And her reaction was to something that we said in last week's episode when we were talking about 13 Reasons Why. She reacted to us calling Mr. Porter a guidance counselor last week. Right. And I went back and I listened to it and we definitely called him a guidance counselor many, many times. And her point was that that is an outdated term that is no longer used to refer to school counselors. I was unaware of this. And that's understandable to be a little upset about since there are outdated terms in every field that that people don't like. Yeah. So this to me is ironic because I, I get incredibly defensive when right. people bring up misconceptions about um, counseling degrees, right? For, for the record, I, I ha- I'm a licensed mental health counselor or a LPC or, a LC- or LCPC, depending on the state, right? Right. Um, the, the counseling professions as a whole, they don't do each other any favors, mm-hmm. right? Because counselor is a very common term right. uh, used for things that have nothing to do with licensure or school counseling or mental health counseling. There are camp counselors. There are... Yeah, you can be a credit counselor, a lawyer is a counselor, right? All that, all and that. I have a degree in counseling psychology, but I am going for my marriage and family therapy license, so it, it's oh. very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different but the same. <laughs> yeah, and I want to focus on, on, on all of this uh, craziness that, that we deal with here in the United States regarding mental health professions. But I do want to address some of the points that um, that we received mm-hmm. from helpful counselor on Twitter, and so now I'm not I'm not sure of the Twitter etiquette here because I took a picture of all of the resp- all of the tweets that she sent out, and then now I went back to to look real quick and she deleted some of them. So I'm I don't know which is which. I didn't do the math, so I'm going to be careful here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know the Twitter etiquette. Okay. I think that once you send a tweet out, that's it. It's sent. Well, you can't take it back. At least you're putting it out there that you don't know the etiquette. And, I don't know the and etiquette. You're just, yeah. you're just trying to clear things up. Yeah. And so um, here are the, some of the things that she said. Uh, 
She said, uh, professional school counselors are trained mental health professionals. That is true. Mental health is not only a clinical issue. Right. Right. So if you are dealing with teenagers in school or kids in school and their issues and family issues, whether it's social, cultural, right, all sorts of stuff, mental health is an extremely broad term. That is 100 Mm percent true. I'm with you. I'm guessing that that has to do with um, us saying that Mr. Porter was not equipped to deal with what he was doing. And in terms of just Mr. Porter, I don't think he was equipped to deal with what he was dealing with. Yeah. Um, Mr. Porter is not all counselors. Yes, that's right. Now, yeah. Now, I went back and, like, I can understand, right, like, it wasn't clear. I didn't specify anything beyond that. Mm -hmm. And I think just in general, there are a lot of us in some of these positions that are not equipped to handle particular things. And a school counselor, again, my understanding, right, if you're assigned to a school, that's your, those are your clients, the ones that are there, Mm -hmm. right? And you may not be equipped to deal with, with everybody there. And there are certain things, right? Like, so your license, again, depending on the state, there, there are many different laws here, but depending on the state, um, you probably can't diagnose if you're a school counselor just because that's the licensure, right? Mm-hmm. But some people have multiple licensures. So, I mean, again, that's a confusion that the, that the mental health counselors deal with a lot, yeah. that they, oh, you can't diagnose. Well, yes, we can. And, or and you can't do testing, training. but oh, yeah, we can. Exactly. You, yep. Yeah. Again, it depends on the state. It depends on a lot of things. And it depends on the test, too. So, mm-hmm. again, lots of confusion. Um, another uh, another tweet, she said, uh, you know, we no longer call ourselves guidance counselors. It's school counselor. Again, we address that. Mm-hmm. I actually – so this this issue is – the idea of professional identity is, is important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't identify with school counselors. I don't um, – you know, because we're, we're – we're sort of different professions, but under the American Counseling Association, all counseling professions are are, are there, um, including um, rehabilitation counselors, and mm-hmm. it's all under one umbrella. But still, like we all have different interests, you know. And depending on your state, you're you're dealing with different issues. But but yes, and then so it's important to me. It's important enough to me that I went back to last week's episode and I updated it. Huh. So if you go back, I mean, you don't have to go back and listen to it, right? Unless you don't believe me. I don't, I don't listen to it anyway. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyone else who listens to it, once it starts, I updated at the beginning addressing the guidance counselor and school counselor issue. And I said, you know, listen to it this week if you're interested in knowing why I care. And we'll, we'll get more into that. Um, she did. She did mention that all, sc- all secondary schools have school counselors mm-hmm. and – I, I just want to mention that that is – I know that there are exceptions because I've worked at schools that don't have school counselors. Um, there are private schools and there are schools that don't necessarily fall under the complete jurisdiction of the Board of Education. And there's – again, right. I'm sure somebody will tell me that I'm wrong, but I've seen them. They're out there. <laughs> right? It's that not may 100%. not be how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it happens. And then there was another tweet, which I think this one was deleted. And it's, it seemed to, to me like she was offended mm-hmm. by our use of the word guidance counselor and us saying that we – that um, guidance counselors uh, – uh, that school counselors – see, this, this is – again, when I, when I was in school, <laughs> it was a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And all they did with me was college prep, right? So I understand that there's a big – that was my experience, right? right. So, and and I've I've never learned any better. Even even 
being in such a close profession. And right? even to- and in my experience, when I was in school, the guidance counselor, that's what we called them at the time. Um, yeah, m- in high school, I almost only saw them for, for college prep. Um, I had a guidance counselor in middle school, um, and I it was mostly for um, getting prepared for my track for for high school. But when I had things come up, like that was when I was diagnosed with diabetes and that was when I, my, I lost my mom. Um, there was some like, do you need to come and talk? Um, but it wasn't, the, the main focus was on making sure that everything was okay in the school environment and um, grades and making sure I was interacting well with my peers and that kind of thing. Um, but and these are our perspectives from as personal students, right? personal experience, went, and yeah. that was a while ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so again, like I think I say this all the time. I think most um, most of my experience with mental health professionals have been bad. I've met a lot of mental health professionals that I I don't trust. Right. I think a lot of us do a really bad job, and I know that all of us don't always do a good job. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that applies to school counselors too, but. I think they have a very important job. I think that Mr. Porter's representation is 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 not good, and it's not a good reflection. It doesn't reflect well on any of us that have any anything related to a mental health profession and dealing with children and adolescents. Mm-hmm. Again, and then there is that mention in the episode of like he doesn't have the training, so that was a little confusing to me. But I want to make sure that we have this discussion because again, so I can't, I don't know the specifics. Mm-hmm. Definitely reach out to Helpful Counsel on Twitter. I'm sure she, you know, she can explain it way better than than I can or you can because we're not school counselors. Right. We didn't go through that training and we didn't we don't have that licensure and we don't do that job. Right. So And I even know I know I have one of my coworkers was applying for uh a job I think as as a school counselor and there was some certificate or degree she needed. I think it was a certificate that her masters degree did not allow her to have and so she had to look for a different job um because she wanted to be a counselor at the high school right near her home and she she couldn't do that because she didn't have the right degree and she was like i paid all this money for a master's degree and i can't even get this job um so even then that means that we as as potential clinical counselors don't have that training so it is a separate training and so it's not saying that anyone's necessarily like better than anyone else. It's saying the the training is very different, um, and the focus is different. Listen, and I'm almost certain that I I lived in a state. I don't remember if it was Maryland or North Carolina or New York. Those are the only ones I can speak to. That I think with the the degree and license that I had, I could apply to jobs in certain schools as a school counselor. Mm-hmm. But again, that depends on the states. And it even gets even more confusing because here, in at least from my experience in California, there are school counselors that have this, I don't know what the acronym is for the certificate, but you can also um, have school counselors who are therapists and they call them school counselors um, that are MFTs, social workers, um, and LPCCs or trainees of those uh, or interns of those groups. And they are in the school meeting with kids 
and doing individual psychotherapy. So it's very different which is, <laughs> than what... Which is, again, is what I've done. I've gone to schools and worked with clients at the schools and never met with the school counselor. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's there's all sorts of things. Like again, I don't know. Every state has very specific um rules. They're very different. Yeah. Um we've talked in the past how California was the one of the last states to create the clinical counseling license, professional counseling right. license. And they did that because it is it will cross like my MFT license is only good in California and I can apply in certain states to have it. Um, transferred over, but some states won't recognize it. Um, and I say my MFT license, I'm clarifying, I'm an intern, but when I get that license, um, that, but the LPCC license is one that is supposed to be recognized across the country. So, so we're already getting into, into kind of the weeds and, and I, and I wanted to do that. So like you said, you're an intern, but what that means, like for me, that's always confusing because the states where I've been in, it's you're you get you have a provisional license or an right. associate license, and they and that's California is my um, my professional organization, the California Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, is working on legislation to have the name changed to an associate marriage and family therapist. Yeah, um, because the name intern. It's crazy because you're a trainee when you're in school and then you're an intern when you're out of school, but you're not licensed yet. And that kind of language is outdated because a lot of places call their student uh, trainees interns. So It's absurd. You're a supervisor where you are yeah. and, you're, and you're an intern. <laughs> I, I, am, I am a supervisor. I am not a clinical supervisor. I'm going to put that out yeah. there. My clinical supervisor is in charge of making sure we're practicing under his license and making sure everyone is following the laws and ethics. But I am a supervisor. I've had, got a lot of experience in my field and I've been here for a long time. And I, I, I do um, make sure that cases are being – that notes are being done correctly and that the cases are – being monitored properly but um yeah it's weird because i'm not a supervisor but i am a supervisor so it's the whole the whole world is a mess <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, yeah again uh, like the school counselor thing the problem there is that historically it's been called something else right and our ex- yeah. at least you and me right our experience of it is is it was calling it something else. And, you know, like for me, it's really important that in media we represent these things correctly and and mm-hmm. that we do it as it is currently, as it currently is, right? Like if you're, if you're on Mad Men, they show, you know, psychoanalysts and they show, you know, characters on a, on a couch facing the opposite direction. Back then. That's yeah. exactly what it was like <laughs> yeah. at the time in the 50s, right? It's not that way anymore. So you wouldn't do that now. I would have a problem with it. As a podcast, we are media. So I, again, like I want to make sure that we, we address as much of this as possible mm-hmm. and, and help kind of, you know, move, move that stuff And I forward. would be upset if I was being mislabeled. So... Professionally, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, um, j- just in general, yeah. right? Just in any way, <laughs> you don't want to be mislabeled. Um, um, let me see. I, I want to see if there's anything else I need to say about the school counselors. Um, she did say, you know, we do far more than than college prep, and and that is, I'm sure, very true. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Again, what anything I said in the last episode, which I don't remember exactly what it was, uh, is comes from working with and reading things that 
school counselors have written. And I've learned from anecdotes of theirs, you know? Again, I don't, I don't represent school counselors, and I don't think that any one person does represent all school counselors. So I can just tell you things that I've heard. And, and that school counseling, not a job that I want. Not at all. <laughs> you know, even, even just on the college prep thing, right? Like the idea of not being equipped to do that, right? Like if I'm in a state where with my licensure I can do that or I just need to take one additional course and then I have to do that type of thing or a lot of the administrative tasks that I know that fall upon, um, you know, that fall upon some school counselors, there's, there's no way that I could do that properly. Being a social worker, I would not overwork so many kids and well, okay, so definitely so, meaningful work. So, so let's so let's hold that on social workers. Like we'll, we'll get to each of these in a moment. <laughs> right? Josue's got a plan, guys. Yes, I got I got notes. <laughs> well, I, I want to go in order because it's 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 very confusing. Yeah, no. So, and you have a way, and you've already figured out a good way of making it flow because we could talk about this for we could be here all night. Yeah, and we don't want to be here all. Yeah, night. slow down, Lara. <laughs> all right, wait a second. <laughs> so. All right. We're talking about school counselors, right? We're using the word Mm -hmm. counselor. And again, Mm -hmm. again, this type of stuff, like I understand being offended by someone labeling your your profession improperly. I am incredibly defensive. I did it this morning on Facebook. You saw that. Um, (laughs) Right. I, I can't help myself. So I completely understand helpful counselors point. I get it. 100%. Counselors, there's a lot of different types of counselors, right? In terms of mental yeah. health and licensure and again, this is only relevant to to counseling people, but getting an MBCC certification, having going to a KCAR program, I get that. I'm in that world, right? A little separated, but I'm in there. I get it. So again, we don't do ourselves any favors because my my particular licensure is called something different in every state. Um, yeah. There's I think four different titles. Again, it's licensed mental health counselor, licensed professional clinical counselor, licensed clinical professional counselor, and licensed professional counselor. And each of those, depending on the state, you can also have a version that's an intern, associate, or supervisor. Mm-hmm. And who knows what else? I don't know if there's like a junior, <laughs> an advanced level, yeah. a wizard level. I don't know. Okay. But I'm sure that there's, again, there's... there's Grand master. Yeah. 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 So yeah. And you have... Yeah. So it's the 50 states, D.C., Puerto Rico, and Guam all have different licensure laws. So that's one disadvantage mm-hmm. that we always have as, as counselors. It's the one that I know the most about because I've been in professional organizations for mental health counselors specifically. There are mm-hmm. issues that we've had to deal with. We've had to, like, I get very defensive around psychologists and psychiatrists because yeah. they, are, they are the older professions and social work too. But they actually lobby to keep down MFTs and counselors in different states because the mm-hmm. moment that they come in, that's less money that they can get because they, there's, less, there's less opportunities for them to be able to charge for diagnosis and treatment and all these things. Yes. And, and places really like hiring master's level um, therapists, counselors, whatever you want to call them, because they can charge them less. Well, they uh, they can they can they pay can them pay less. less. They pay pay them less. Yeah, Duh. yeah. Well, we charge less. <laughs> sort of. Well, again, that, that depends too, because you can be a clinical psychologist yeah. and make very little money in a community in a community mental health center, especially as a as a postdoc. Oh, again, like we're we're jumping around, mm-hmm. but in the counseling yeah. profession, right? So counselors can, depending on your licensure, you can diagnose, uh, 
That's part of your training. Now, mm-hmm. I, I again, I bring this up and I get I get uh, combative <laughs> around mm-hmm. um, people with PhDs because um, the like the clinical counseling degrees are focused on therapy and diagnosis, mm-hmm. and that is it. Not teaching, not research. It's just doing the thing. <laughs> Right. So, Do the thing. Yep. So in my experience here in New York with um, I, a lot of people, like they would go look for a job and they would be told no because you can't diagnose. And then we'd have to go in and, and advocate for them and say, actually, they can. That's a lie. That's a lie that you've been told by your psychology overlords. Right. It's a very old lie. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of just a lot of politics involved in it. And it was it was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, a lot of people deal with. And, and it's confusing for consumers, too. That's kind of why I, I also want to address this. And one of the biggest problems that, that I see, other than the, the name thing and the, the, the confusion around diagnosis or not, is that it, it is the idea that, you know, I've never had a psychologist in front of me Admit that I'm right. Like they, they'll, they'll either, hmm. they'll either fight me on it or stay quiet. And nobody's got your back. Hosts nobody's like. got my back. Now in private, I've had these conversations. I've talked to clinical directors that tell me, "Listen, I look for mental health counselors first because my experience has been that they have the better clinical training. You know, among among anybody that I've hired, they they seem to be very well prepared. Like those programs mm-hmm. are great, and it's still a very new profession. So. Again, that's why the names are all messed up. The accreditation, there isn't one accrediting body. There was another one that was kind of like pushing in, but KCREP is kind of the big one. Know, but those are issues that, again, it's confusing to, to refer to, to us counselors as counselors, period, right? Because there, there's so many of us. Anyway, so that's a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff that has to do with counseling. So you are an MFT. So I want you to tell me about what kind of misconceptions people have about MFTs and also like I think you t- you can double dip licensure in, in California, right? With your yes, degree? You can. And with your degree you can. With my degree, my most programs um in the last few years, because the LPCC license is new in California, fairly new, um, in the last like four or five years. Um these MFT Training programs, which are usually clinical psychology master's programs, counseling psychology master's programs, um, they've been able to shift some of their curriculum to be able to match both programs. Um, for us here, I can't remember the exact scope of practice for um, LPCCs, but I know there is a focus on being able to do career counseling mm-hmm. um, with MFTs. We have a very specific scope of practice that can be stretched based on, and the scope of practice for anyone that isn't an actual mental health professional listening is the like definition of what you can and cannot do. It's a concise statement usually of what you can and cannot do. So, so what does so, MFT stand for? Marriage and family therapist. So people think <laughs> all I can do, and it used in California a long time ago, and some people still have the license number with the MC, I think it's MCC. Um, it, it used to be a marriage, child, and couples counselor, I think. Now, most MFTs have private practices and a lot do marriage therapy, like couples therapy and marriage counseling. A lot do family therapy, but the majority that I know 
work in the field doing individual therapy or group therapy. I'm sure or group therapy, yeah. running groups too. Yeah. But they, they, a lot of them have private practices or even are working in agencies and nonprofits doing, and community mental health centers doing individual therapy. MFT's scope of practice has to do with, and I don't know the exact sentence and I'm not going to pull it up, but it has to do with anything having to do with impairments of, and, and um, difficulties functioning in relationships. So you can do individual therapy as long as whatever they are having issues with is impairing some kind of relationship. So you can work with a child or an adolescent who is depressed because that depression is impairing the relationships they have with their parents, their siblings, their friends, their teachers. And your focus is supposed to be on helping them be able to balance those relationships. So you can diagnose as long as you have training, you can do the the, the testing and things, but you have to, um, but it has to be within um, that scope of trying to work on the relationship and relational issues. So anything, basically <laughs> anything. There are certain there are certain things that it that it doesn't that it would be a stretch, and I can't remember any off the top of my head. But we talked about some in school. There are some things that are a stretch, um, but for the most, like if you were to try and treat someone who is a hermit and is perfectly happy being a hermit but has like OCD or something, you you can't treat them. Gotcha. That would be unethical. <laughs> that would you, be unethical. You could, but you shouldn't. <laughs> but you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, well, technically, so I mean, it depends on how the scope of practice is, is written as as law, right? You, you're right. I mean, I guess you couldn't. Right. I guess you – Yeah. You couldn't. Um, so it's – yeah. The, there's lots of things we can do. And for the most part, what um, – what MFTs do, at least in California, because there are other states where you are an MFT and you have to answer to a supervisor, even if you're fully like graduated and done all your training. Um, but here in California, you can be a therapist working on your own, um, practicing psychotherapy. And it took a lot to be able to, uh, and a lot of fighting way before my time to be able to um, get the use of the word psychotherapist. Um uh, to, in because that was a, a thing that psychologists could only use. To to give another example of that, in New York, the the diagnosis issue um, came up because the psychologists fought. I believe it was a psychologist, it may have been a psychiatrist, it may have been both, lobbied against including the term diagnosis in the scope of practice in New York. As long, mm-hmm. but. They pulled out a thesaurus, like the counselors pulled out a thesaurus and used every other word that you could use to make it absolutely certain that when you read that, you understood <laughs> yeah. that you could diagnose. But as long as they didn't use that particular word, the, mm-hmm. the, the psychologist would back off. Again, that's, that was my understanding. And so there was always this confusion, like the, the specific word isn't there, but the definition of it is. So which one is it? Mm-hmm. And the... Right. The definition trumps. <laughs> th- th- that's it. You yeah. can do it, but it created all of this confusion. And again, th- th- those mm-hmm. are just some of the things that happen. Like again, you're talking about California. I'm talking about New York. I'm sure other states have have many different stories. Yeah, we and we can't speak to those. No, so. no. 
could barely speak to the ones in our own states. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. true. I mean, there's like a history That's there. Very true. There's all that stuff. And and again, like I don't want to get into that. I think all that stuff is fascinating. But um, I think I think you've highlighted a lot of the confusion for MFTs everywhere. At least you guys are MFTs, right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere. It's not. You don't have family and marriage therapy and all the other combinations. Right. All the letters mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do wish, sometimes I do wish the child thing had been left in there, um, especially since a majority of our training requires, um, we have to have a certain number of hours for licensure and a certain number of those hours have to be with um, couples, uh, families or children. And most people, because it's easier to get hours, do children and, and and get those child hours in. Um, so there is a lot of work with children. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's let's go to social work, which is uh, which is also confusing because social which could also be can be could be confusing because if I applied for a job at a hospital or somewhere here in California, I could be an MFT, but my job title would be a clinical social worker. Listen, let's let's get to that. Let's get to that <laughs> at the end. Okay, let's get to let's talk about the differences. And at the end, spoilers: we're very interchangeable depending on where you're working. So social work is confusing because social workers, there are social workers in many, many different areas. And there are also clinical social workers. And then a clinical social worker can be a psychotherapist or is a psychotherapist and can diagnose and can do all that stuff. But a social worker is not, can't, can't do that stuff. Social workers have very important jobs. Social workers are like a foundation of the mental health system and the mm-hmm. social services system in the United States. There are many, many, many social workers, not as mm-hmm. many licensed clinical social workers. They do have licensure. They're depending on the state where you are. It's an older profession. So at least they're consistent, right? I don't know how much of a difference they're – they're pretty much always LCSWs, I think. Someone correct me. But uh, it's pretty consistent, even if there's some change in uh, – some difference in the letters. I'm, I know it's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Do you, is there – As far as I know. Yeah, yeah. A- am I missing anything? Because, I mean, a lot of the stuff, it's like, yeah, like, we, can, we can do therapy. And, and they're master's level, just like the MFT is, just like the counselor. And they're master's level, and there's, and there's an associate social worker level, which is – Similar to the associate master's level, but that depends um, on the state. Therapist. That depends on the right. state. Right. That depends on the state. Because it can be. I know provisional. here in California there are ASWs, and they still need. I believe they still need supervision, but maybe not. Um, but yeah. Again, who, the, who knows? It's, who knows? It's all. It's all. We're basically we're getting to the point where it. It's a clusterfuck. It is. This is, it's all a clusterfuck. It is, it is, (laughs) it is. Um, So then, right, uh, psychologists have the same crazy problem that that, that, that we all do, which is that there are tons of psychologists, not all of them are clinical psychologists, right? Mm -hmm. So that means there can be a psychologist that, you know, by by their their title is, you know, psychologist and they're a professor or they're a researcher. And they have a PhD and they do research and it has nothing to do they know nothing about well they would know something about mental health but maybe they're focusing on um social issues or or what is it like advertising or those kind of things yeah yeah and um, and again like i i love um uh that travis langley our friend travis langley right he always like 
almost every single time I hear him present, he says, just for the record, I am a social psychologist. I am not a clinical psychologist. Right. Thank you for making that clarification, which means like he, he doesn't do diagnosis. He doesn't do therapy, right? Doesn't right. do testing. And in his case, he's a professor and an author, right? So he writes about right. psychology. He teaches about psychology. And again, there's a lot of those. So psychologists are Freud, right, was a psychologist, right? So that's the oldest profession. And a lot of these other professions were responses to... But that, but that's not even a... He wasn't even a psychologist. He was at the beginning, I think he was a psychiatrist. So yes, right? So <laughs> so that's a whole nother level. I think, I, think, I think technically you're right because... He, he was a medical doctor. I know that. They were all medical doctors at one point. I think you're right. So, exactly. Which again, I'm I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, um, but the, the the field of psychology, right? And, and psychologists is older than than all the other professions we're talking about, and they they changed kind of in response to that. Not only a response to the way that things were done, you know, in a, in a psychoanalysis and psychodynamic theories, there were also just you know needs that needed to be met. Like, again, on the counseling mm-hmm. front, I know, just the only one I'm really familiar with the history, there is a vocational counseling um, foundation. I think it was after World War mm-hmm. I. Um, we needed to find jobs for soldiers. There was a, a need for that type of counseling. And that, over the years, kept, a, a, it was like, well, and I'm sure this is something that happened. Again, I need to stop talking about school counselors because <laughs> – but I'm sure, I'm sure that's what happened there too, right? Where it's like, okay, we're dealing with school, but we can't be in the school and not know how to do all these other things and deal with all these other issues. We need to be prepared to deal with mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, right? And that's what happens with a lot of these professions. They keep piling more and more on, and that's why over the years they, they seem more similar. Um, right, because everybody does everything. Everybody's trying to do everything, exactly. Again, and then in a way, the the master's level, and, and I know that this happens at the psychology level too, where you can get a, a, a counseling psychology degree and then in some states get a license at the master's level. So, so what you yeah. would do is um, the idea, again, being that you don't need to know how to teach and do research in order to do therapy. Right. So mm-hmm. so if we just teach you how to do the clinical stuff, can you then just do that? And yeah, that, that's why when I talk to students who, who want to do this, um, I ask them, like, what do you want to what do you want to do if you don't want to do research? Well, and that's where the PsyD degree was born. I, my understanding, when it's time to hire, are you going to discriminate? Right. Between a clinical, um, you know, between a PhD and a PsyD, I, I don't know. There's different programs. It depends on what your focus was, you know. But but if you had it, went to a clinical program, not every clinical program is a PsyD. I don't think. Right. I don't no. Think. Again. There are, there are PhD programs. Tweet that at are me. Clinical. <laughs> yeah. Again, there's a counseling psychology PhD, right? So again, every state is different. It depends on where you are. All of this stuff is confusing. Um, one thing that that oh, and then psychiatrists are medical doctors with a with a who get additional training in psychiatry, which then they they can prescribe medication for issues with the brain, right? Or or mental mm-hmm. disorders, and it all gets more even more confusing when you go into further stuff. But that's that's kind of the basics. The smallest group is psychiatrists. The next smallest group is psychologists, and then again. The therapist the ma- at the master's level, I kind of again. I, I'm I'm sorry if you I you can throw a rock <laughs> and there's one. Well, well, there. well. I hate to offend anybody, right? But I think they're all kind of interchangeable, particularly because after you finish your training there, 
you should be training continuously afterwards. And right. I, once I started doing that, I was I was going to classes with everybody. I was getting my real mm-hmm. my real clinical, you know, hardcore theory training. And it was I was with social workers and MFTs and psychologists, and we're all in the same in the same place. Every job that um, I look at online as an intern will take any of them any of the master le- yep. master level degrees yep. yep yeah yeah so there you go that's that's the real world oh there are some that specifically look for social workers i think um but that that's more particular uh, the the real world but, uh is that in, in the real world we are interchangeable and at the same time mm-hmm. there's a lot of prejudice yeah so i've heard all sorts of things like oh no well i would only hire a social worker well like well, why did you compare clinical training? Did you do this? Like, what are you basing that on? Well, no. Well, I know mm-hmm. social workers, and you know you can replace social worker with anything else, and psychologists yep. and everything, right? So, hopefully, I've offended everybody equally by now. That that's usually the goal when you offend people. You gotta <laughs> offend everybody. <laughs> so, media doesn't help us at all. I, I didn't interject any media in in, in any of this, uh, but I wanted to because. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are a few examples where there is a clear distinction of who you're talking to, right? So if I remember correctly, in, uh, Mr. Porter's office said counselor on the door, but we got – And it just said counselor. Right, and, but we got that <laughs> comment from the student that said you don't have the training. And I don't know if that was mm-hmm. like a well-informed student or was just a student, you know, not knowing what he was talking about, attacking the <laughs> uh, Mr. Porter. Right. Maybe I misunderstood the scene completely. I don't know. I remember back in on Ali McBeal was one of the first times I ever saw, um, I think it was mental health counselor or a professional counselor. It was something referring to master's level counseling therapist um, mm-hmm. in one of the later seasons. And like, that's a big deal, you know, that you that you do that correctly. Poor uh, school counselors. I've, I've mentioned the show uh, a couple times here called Guidance. I just found it as a second season. And the description, I mean, first of all, it's called Guidance and it's about a school counselor. I've only seen the first episode, but based on the information written about the show, they say guidance counselor left and right. And so that, that's not helpful for them. You know? No. So again, I think social workers are represented on TV as social workers and never as clinical social workers. Like I don't remember ever seeing right. an LCSW on TV or or in a in a comic book or something. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. I definitely I I've seen I think I've seen like MFT or something somewhere, but I don't know where. Yeah. I mean again, like how do you do that visually on a I have t- seen on on a hospital show, there are hospital shows where they will say a social worker is coming to talk to you. But what does that um, mean? Right. Because here, at least here in California, like I said, I could be a, a, a social worker at a hospital. That is someone that comes to someone's bedside who's been through a traumatic experience and helps them get through it or helps them get services. Um and that's not necessarily the social worker that you would see that has to do that when they call like uh, CPS or CFS, the Children Family Services, to get the, the child to safety. Again, it's a different kind of social worker. Yeah, depending <laughs> on where you're working, right? Like you said, a camp counselor. You can be a camp counselor without a degree. You can be a social worker mm-hmm. without a bachelor's degree. 
Um, I, my title when I worked at a, at the group home was a residential counselor, yeah. and I had a bachelor's degree, and I was a mental health professional, and I could write notes and bill Medi-Cal, which is um, the California equivalent of Medicare. Yeah. When, Medicaid. Medicaid. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. When I supervised a team, again, also, the, my, my team, like, they were doing – they were doing really important work for me. They were doing mental health work and they were bachelor's level, but they still had to take notes and they still, you know, we were, we were doing similar work. I mean, it was all the complimentary. Jo- so the job I do now, bachelor's level people can do, or people that don't even have bachelor's yeah. degrees could do. Yeah. Um, let me see. Do you, I'm trying to think of any other, oh, um, what's a show with your... With your man, with my psychiatrist. psychiatrist buddy, yeah, Doctor Charles, yeah, yeah, Chicago Med, yeah, right. So that's clearly. That, I think that's recently one of the ones I've seen with the social worker that comes to the bedside. Yeah, without a distinction, yeah. but at least they have they very clearly have a psychiatrist and she is she and a psychiatry resident. Yeah, she's yeah. no. She's an intern because – and doctors are completely different and I've watched an, a whole <laughs> nother bunch of – I watched Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. I watched like 11 seasons of that in a month and a half. So I know that once you finish med school, you are an intern for a year and then you go through a residency and then you become an attending doctor. But she's an intern, so she's in the first year of her um, being a doctor and she's in the psychiatry program. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, what about, I'm trying to think, so, um, I'm trying to think of representations that I really liked, right? Like we didn't like Mr. Porter. We like, we like Dr. Charles. No. Um, mm-hmm. one that always, that, that I've always loved is the, the therapist in I Kill Giants. Did you ever read I Kill Giants? No. So that one, that one's really good. I really like her and I don't remember what her title was. I don't remember what, what she was. She was definitely... A therapist working one on one with with the main mm-hmm. character. That one I really liked. Um, we talked about Silk recently, and from what I've read, there she's definitely Silk is definitely opening up to her. But I can't mm-hmm. really, I don't really have a feel on how how well she's re- this particular therapist is representing what we do on the Fosters. They have someone seeing one of the the kids is seeing. A therapist, but I'm. They've only had him on a couple of times, and I think they have a decent. Jo- they do a decent job of showing, um, how it works. Although, I don't know. Sometimes, I don't like how he handles things. But it's a it's a good example of of the family going to a, a joint session together. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a couple of times. The the therapist in Grand Theft Auto Five is not good. Is not a good representation. <laughs> he's hilarious, but he's the worst. And every time you see him, yes. he charges you more. Yep. You actually have to pay to yep. see this guy. That's part of the story. It's hilarious. It's it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, yeah, they're mostly negative representations. And I, you know, I, I want to bring up some good ones, but you know, the more I think about it, it's so difficult to differentiate them, right? Especially so if you're seeing a, a psychologist, possibly a psychiatrist, because some of them only like the, they they see people in five to fifteen minute increments, and they just ask you mm-hmm. about your medication, update your scripts, and that's it. But mm-hmm. but they can do therapy if they want. So some psychiatrists right. do therapy. And for example, in Silk, I believe she's a psychiatrist, but she only does hmm. talk therapy um, uh, that we that I've seen so far. Um, but oh, she or at least she does talk therapy. So, 
Again, that's confusing because if we're represented on TV, there's no telling, you know? My, my favorite guy, Dr. Charles, he doesn't necessarily... Um, you never, I don't think you ever see him sit down and do like individual therapy where they sit down for like an hour, but he works in a hospital in a trauma center. So he goes to the bed and he talks to people and he helps figure out what might be going on with them and whether they need to be admitted. Um, so you do see some of that and that is a very real side to, um, mental health. Yeah. Um, a lot of people go to the hospital and that's where they have their first interaction with mental health professionals. Yep. And um, and and very important, again, you and I have done this type of work. It's many of the people that we that we work with and know do different type of work. It's not all in an office. The hospital is a good example. I'm never in an office. Well, I am in an office, but I never work yeah. with kids in an office. Exactly. <laughs> and you work in a group home, right? Um, school counselors mm-hmm. work in a school setting. Um, I... I did in-home therapy and I did outside therapy, right? I've done long-distance therapy. I, I do therapy in the park. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my car. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. All kinds of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. It can be anywhere. Yeah. And, and you know, again, one, one point that, that I made at the beginning and I kind of want to reinforce now for Mental Health Awareness Month, mental health is very broad. Mental health can, can mean you know, you can have positive mental health and you can work on your positive mental health. It's not, we're not only talking about mental illness. We're not talking about disorders, mm-hmm. not exclusively, right? And all mental health right. um, work is not clinical. You know, um, I think that life coaches are very confusing. I don't like the term life coaching, but I've been a coach for the past couple of years, which means that I also do interventions that, have, that are not clinical, Right. So we're not dealing with disorders. We're dealing with, you know, a lot of people have obstacles and problems and challenges that are not that are not a diagnosis. It says you just need to work through stuff. And a lot of the 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 training applies. And in general. Right. So if you look at it like, uh, you know, so so many of those social workers, so many of those counselors, they don't you know, they're helping people with right. social concerns. They're working They're They're working on all sorts of things that, again, are not necessarily clinical, and they're equally important. And I don't think that in these mental health conversations, at least I don't feel Mm -hmm. they get enough credit because you don't always need to see a therapist. You know, I believe that as a therapist, as someone who went to school for that, I believe I've had people with me and I'm like, you don't need this diagnosis. You don't need to be here. There's a bunch of other things that you could do. And just like a... Medical doctor is not, mm-hmm. um, you know, doesn't have, you know, exclusive rights to deal with uh, physical health, right? There's so many different things that you can do. There are things you can do for yourself. You can go to the gym. You can have a physical trainer, a nutritionist, right? Not, none of these people are doctors. Go, go to for a massage. Exactly. Like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Right? There are all these things that are, that can be beneficial and helpful and are not clinical. But that being said, if there is something that you feel is a clinical issue, it doesn't hurt to go talk to somebody and see if it is or not. Like if someone comes would, would come to you and you'd be like, you don't need this, then that's that's a good answer. But some people don't have the luxury of being able to afford going in, especially if people don't have free consultation. Um, this is this is very true. Yeah. This is this is <laughs> this is where it gets complicated, right? Because then how do you know that you don't have a a disorder. How do you know that you don't have something that's diagnosable? 
And I wouldn't necessarily tell anyone to go look at the the DSM, which is our book, our big Bible of big ugly what purple could be book. wrong with people. Yeah, the big ugly purple book. Although that's better than the big ugly gray book that it used to be. Um, but but there's I would not suggest doing that. That's like going to WebMD. You're gonna think you have everything. Um, Listen, this is a much deeper conversation <laughs> because it doesn't. It's not necessarily <laughs> WebMD is actually really good, <laughs> right? Because you know yourself better than than your doctor does, right? So there's all this information that you have about yourself that isn't immediately evident, especially like it, we're talking about mental health in particular. You're coming in and you may have a you know a long intake process that lasts one or two hours. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. I know everything about you. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. you told me all the important stuff. It Very often, you come in... It just means that you told me what I asked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and very often, you come in, and, and then I don't find out what the real issue was for, for days, you know, for weeks. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know... Again, this is complicated. I'm, I'm glad we're... It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Let's let's talk about this stuff in depth. It's it's hard. I don't. We don't have in the United States. We don't have a good system with gatekeepers like other countries do, mm-hmm. where you have a problem, you go, and then that you know there's like there's a gatekeeper, that first person that then is like, oh, okay, maybe you should go here next. Maybe you should go there next. Here, you know, like family practitioners, you know, um, MDs are usually serve that 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 for us, and that is often problematic. Mm-hmm. For for many different reasons, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if there, if you take any away anything from this is that we don't even know enough about each other to not offend our 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 fellow uh, mental health professionals, <laughs> which is very right. very sad. <laughs> right. Oh man. Well, this took up, this took up the whole episode. It did. It really did. It did. But I'm glad. I'm glad. It, it kind of worked out. It's. It, it was. A, it was a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had more. It me- was a much needed conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I had more media examples, um, off the top of my head. I didn't. I didn't come prepared for that. Uh, I, I. We did bring. We did bring a few. Yeah. yeah. Media. And examples. again, I, I. I don't have too many good ones because they just. They just don't exist. Um, and that's un- and that's unfortunate. There's a few. I just don't remember. And there's a few that I, I can picture in my head, but I don't know where I saw them. So maybe maybe I'll remember someday and bring them up. Because good good representation is like like you always say. You know, um, it's no matter what the representation is, whether it's good or bad, it gets people talking. But in the mental health field, it's tough because it might turn people off from coming to see a therapist if there's bad representation and they think whoa what is this yeah yeah like i don't know i don't know i don't want to go talk to somebody like that and again the Um, the entire all the language that we use amongst ourselves and in in general it's it's not good right like again this morning i reacted to someone saying like go see a therapist not a counselor i was like what do you mean by a therapist and what do you mean by a counselor like what does that even mean mm -hmm. (laughs) what kind of therapist a massage therapist (laughs) Right, I mean, what kind of counselor? A geek therapist. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, what kind of counselor? I mean, it's confusing, and so, you know, not every TV show has you know necessarily a consultant, or they don't care, or the consultant doesn't know because, like I just said, we don't know enough about each other to to have valid representations. So, mm-hmm. hashtag mental health rep. Cat used it from over at a uh, GFT. I was very happy to see that. That. That, that's awesome. There's three of us now. If using we could it. get someone, if if someone other than the hosts of the Geek Therapy Network podcasts could use it, that would be awesome. That would that would, <laughs> would make me very. <laughs> that happy. That would make my day. It would make my mental health awareness month. <laughs> Ooh. 
All right. Well, thank you, Lara, for, for going through um, this clusterfuck with me. I, I Thank you for dragging me through the clusterfuck. I don't, I don't feel great about it. <laughs> I, I, I hope that people who are seeking help – oh, man, what did we say? The words are changeable? <laughs> Just know that yeah, there, you have yeah. many options, really, right? There are – again, there mm-hmm. are so many – there's so many therapists in the, in the United States. There are so many – and I, I, I don't even want to open a can of worms because we're about to end. Open it, open it, open it. Even open, open the can it. of worms. Even even within each, let's just take where because it's my personal experience. Let me just take the MFT in California. Even there, you can try to go to one, but that's not their specialty. Like, say you have issues with um, gender identity, aging. gender identity. I could, I could help somebody with gender identity. I would be I feel comfortable working with that and I have a, a um a supervisor that might be able to help with that. But say aging, I've never worked with anyone over the age of 20. So I don't know anything about clients that are at end of end of life having end of life issues. So I'm going to refer to someone else. I have a degree in traumatology, um a certificate in traumatology, so I can work with trauma patients, but I may not necessarily have any experience working with traumatic brain injury patients. So it's, it's very, it's very difficult to even find someone in your own little degree, like, okay, I want to go see a master's level therapist. Okay, well, then you have to find someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, Yeah. And the, the, the ethical ones will, it will be upfront and say that they don't necessarily know anything about that and will give you the option of staying or like, hey, I don't I don't feel comfortable working with this. Here's someone I know that could do this or they'll try and work with you. Um, and it all depends. Sometimes you're in a rural area and you can't necessarily pick and choose. Um, I live in a very populated area where literally I could throw a rock and there would be a therapist. Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put it back in the can. You're gonna put it in the I'm can putting now. Back, putting okay. it back in the can because I I, I want to say like ten could, different it things. It could be even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I told you I didn't want to open the can of worms, but you told me to I open know. it. No, it's okay. It's okay. But so, but but it's just it, the clusterfuck got even bigger. Yes, because it just so many levels. Listen, There's so many levels. I was of about to bring up my and misunderstanding. I was about to bring up my theoretical orientation, and it was gonna get complicated. Right. Yeah. Oh, that gets even more Don't complicated. I'm just it. talking about issues. I was just talking about like yeah specialty issues not even the the orientation i know i know and this is why okay so so this has pretty much been what i sort of what i envisioned a a show i've always wanted to do called wtf mental health because it is so confusing there's so many things to talk about and so many things to sort out and you know after what's happened today i kind of think that it i always thought it would be good for consumers right like Mm -hmm. that was my goal but I realized that it would be just as important for other mental health professionals because right. we, don't, we don't know enough about each other and, and we're confused. And again, once you start going deep into the different issues and the different um, styles and the different theoretical orientations, it gets even more complicated. And we, no, nobody knows all of, all, all of these things. Actually, I, I, um, one more. Oh, great. And I, I forgot to say this about uh, Mr. Porter, which was that and, – and it represents kind of what we're talking about, which is that there is that comment that he makes on the show about how he came from another school where he had – where he was really worried about people, you know, kids shooting each other or something like that. 
Right. And that was the biggest thing they had to work right. with. Or they right. Had to deal but, with. Yeah. but what that what that shows me is that there is a cultural competence component there, which mm-hmm. is it's not even like the his specialty. It's you know, was he even culturally competent like in, in in that idea of being equipped to deal with a particular situation, right? There's that's an issue that comes up too. There's mm-hmm. there's just so much, right, to to talk about in terms of of mental health and and I don't know, um, if you have any ideas, dear listener, about anything that you would want to see discussed or covered throughout this month, not necessarily from us, but just in general, I would like to hear it. I'd like to see if we can address any of it. We do have a couple things that I'm hoping we can do before the end of the month that'll be extra to, you know, additional to the show and and address some issues and, you know, tweet at us. Write us on Facebook. Email us any questions you have because mm-hmm. this stuff is this stuff is confusing, and but we're we know some of it. We can kind of guide you in the right direction. Um, there's a lot of confusion out there, and and always get a second opinion too. <laughs> Don't just listen to us or a third yeah. or a fourth or a tenth. This so it, it may just get worse the more opinions you get. But let's keep it's let's keep true. talking about it. It might get more confusing. <laughs> Because you'll get 10 different opinions. Yeah. Oh, man, I just want to talk about this for another hour. There's so much. Um, okay, we're stopping now. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs> You've just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com.